In our uh, first reading, Paul is leaving an area called Miletus, um, and it was uh, sort of a suburb, I think is a good way to think of that. He'd been there for years. And what he did, and I think when we think of St. Paul, it might be easy to forget this. St. Paul had a job. Yeah, he woke up every morning, and he went to work, and he came home from work. And what he did, uh, they called a skin maker. Basically, he made tents. Yeah, he had a lot of skill with his hand. He was the tribe of Benjamin, okay, which meant he was left-handed. Whether he was born left-handed or not, all boys in that tribe were taught to use their left hand. So uh, he did that. And then when he got home from work, he went out and taught people about the Lord. He taught them about what it is to be a Christian because Christianity was brand new. And there were people who then take him in. They'd say, well, you can live with us. He didn't own anything. Uh, so he would live with different people there. And he did this for years. He wrote a few of his letters that are in our Bible there. But what we heard today was it was time for him to go. It was time for him to move on to a next town. And what they knew was they would not see him again. He, he flat out told them, we won't be together again like this until heaven. And so we heard that they really cried. They didn't want him to leave. He cried. He didn't want to leave. But what they all knew and what they took comfort in is that one day we'll all be together in heaven. And it's pretty neat because then in our gospel, Jesus is doing the same thing. It's his last night with his disciples on earth. And so he's given them the pep talk, yeah? He's already taken a whole two chapters just to talk to them and say, look, while I'm gone, you got to love one another. Yeah, that's over and over. He says that. you got to love one another. And then what we hear today is he prays. And what's really cool, and I want you to think about this because this to me is amazing. Jesus doesn't just pray for them, he prays for you. Like at that moment, 2,000 years ago on our timeline, he says, I'm praying, he said to the Lord, I'm praying for these guys, my disciples. And I'm also praying for everybody who will believe in me because of them. That's you, that's me. The whole reason we believe in Jesus is because they got word to us. The word was passed down generation after generation till it landed right here in Grand Blank. And so what does Jesus pray? That we'll love each other and that we'll love the truth. So I think if Jesus prays for something, we should pray for it too. Seems fairly to partly cloudy important, yeah? And what did Jesus pray? He prayed that we would be one, that we would love one another, and that we would love truth. So that's what we're going to pray for. That's what we're going to strive for. So that when our time here at Holy Family is finished, we can walk away and say, I'm not perfect. right? But here's what I did. I really tried hard to love. I tried hard to know the truth. And even if I didn't like it, I tried to love it. This is what really passes down the faith. And again, I encourage us to just think how cool it is. Jesus prayed for you, and he prays for you. It says in Revelations, he's at the right hand of the Father praying for us all the time. And what is he praying? That we'll love each other, 
and that will love the truth. So that's what we're going to gun for. We're going to gun to love one another. We're going to gun for loving the truth even when we don't like it so that we can be like the disciples who tried so very hard to be like Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right.